Trumos Perik Ches Mishnigud Base eight twelve. The final mission of the Perik is built on the previous Mishnah's principles, um, but it's actually nothing to do with Truma at all. It's got through with a, a similar case. The previous case in Mishnah Yudalef eleven had said if a Gentile threatens to either um, be matama all of the loaves of bread or you can give him one. So the requirement is to give him one. You single one loaf out um, and sort of sacrifice that loaf of bread to protect the other loaves of bread. Again, according to Bishu, you wouldn't be able to give the loaf directly into the hand of the of the Gentile, but you could put it on the side, and that would be fine. Our mission here is going to contrast loaves of bread with people. And while when it comes to loaves of bread, you do sacrifice one for the many, in the case of people, you do not. So the set of the, the case of the mission here is um, as follows. V'chein, the same setup is, the same principles... Um, are brought to bear as follows. Nashim she'amrulahem, if you have a group of women, and they are told by Ode Kochavim, Tanu achas mikem v'nitame, give us one of you, choose a woman and send her out to us, and we will defile her. Vim love, if you don't give us one woman, harei anu metamenes kulchem, then we will defile all of you. So, here, we contrast the previous Mishnah, which talks about inanimate objects, loaves of bread, with Jewish lives, and every Jewish life is an olam male, is a whole world, and therefore there's no way to prioritize one over the other, and therefore one may not do this. The answer is yitmu as kulan, the very sad, regrettable consequence would be that the group would not be allowed to relinquish one of their members, one of the women, rather they all have to um, get whatever the non-Jews end up doing to them. Val yimsru lehem nefesh achas misrol. They have no right to uh, transfer over even a single soul, a Jewish soul, to these idolaters. So that's the that's a very sad story, but that is a different um, ruling. That's the halacha. So the halacha is going to be, when it comes to loaves of bread, you can sacrifice one for the many. When it comes to people, Jews may not do that. You cannot sacrifice one for the many, um, and that's just the way it is. And if the, the, the something bad is going to happen to them from the non-Jews because of it, um, there's just nothing more you can do, unfortunately. Now, uh, two things. The first is that the Tosefta brings an analogous case not from defilement of women, but from murder. And it's basically the same setup. So the setup is the Gentiles say, give us one of your Jewish members and we'll kill him or else we'll kill all of you. The halacha is the same, that you can't choose a Jew as a sacrifice. You have no right to do that. So all the Jews have to be protected or, or not protected equally. They can't be singled out. And um, whatever happens, happens. Like this case of the Mishnah. Um, it's worth noting, by the way, just as an aside point, that the Mishnah here is, um, with the Tosefta, is essentially equating, or at least drawing a, a parallelism between um, the defilement of women and the and the murder of a, of a Jewish life um, is in this is similar footing, which is fascinating and, and uh, important all to itself. Um, as far as um, the halacha la goes here, so two important things. The first is um, it's been an age-old question in terrible scenarios in Jewish history where this very shaila has cropped up. And the question has been, may a person sacrifice himself for the group? So the mission is saying you may not select someone from the group and sacrifice him or her 
um, for the benefit of the rest. That you may not do. The question is, what if a person says, listen, I'm prepared to sacrifice myself to protect the group, let's say in the case of a, of a and give his life. So um, it's a terrible question. It's terrible scenarios that have actually happened. And the poskim have been historically quite split over this um, from one extreme to the other. That is to say, there are those who hold it's uh, a mitzvah, and the person who saves the rest are meritorious. There are those who hold it's not a mitzvah, but one's allowed to do it. There are those who hold that it is prohibited. There are those who hold it hold it's tantamount to suicide and totally prohibited. Um, so, uh, God forbid a person should have this shayla lahalacha. As far as um, how the Ramam codifies it, however, I just want to speak out there's, there's an important um, caveat, actually a double caveat. The Ramam Paskins in Hilchos uh, Yesodia Torah and the Halachas of Kiddush Hashem, that in the event that two criteria are met, then one is permitted to hand over an individual um, for death to save the rest of the community. And those two criteria are, first of all, that the person is requested by name. That is to say, the the Gentile powers say, hand us over so-and-so, then it may be permissible to hand that person over, provided that, this is the Raman Paskins, based on one of the two shittas in the Yerushalmi, that that person who's been requested was anyways liable to the death penalty. Um, in other words, he had done some capital crime already, like there's a precedent in the case of Sheva ben Bichri. So in such a scenario where both criteria are met, first of all, the powers request a specific person, and second of all, that person anyways had committed a capital crime, then it becomes permitted to hand over that one person to save the community. Um, but short of that, you cannot um, sacrifice one Jew to save the many. Come what may, Rahman al